0: Looking at our world from a theological perspective, this is the Theology Central Podcast, making theology central. Good evening, everyone. It is Wednesday, June the 8th, 2022. Now, when I emphasize the date like that, there's usually a reason. There's gonna be something significant about a date and somewhat June the 8th, it's not exact match, but you'll see why. So just hear the date. Good evening, everyone. It is Wednesday, June the 8th, 2022. It is currently 9.03 p.m. Central Time, and I'm broadcasting to you live from the Theology Central headquarters. The Theology Central Studios which is really nothing more than a second-story bedroom here in my home right here in Abilene, Texas. I'm two stories above, so I could, I could look out the window and look at the night sky. I wonder what I would see in the night sky. I don't know. But maybe if I transported myself from Abilene, Texas to New Mexico, And instead of just being in New Mexico in 2022, I transport myself to New Mexico and I go back to 1947. And instead of transporting myself to New Mexico, 1947, June the 8th, let's say I go back to, I I transport myself to Roswell, New Mexico, or, or New Mexico, Roswell being the town, actually not even in Roswell somewhere near Roswell 1947 but July the 8th well, let's let's just let's just go all the way let's transport ourselves somewhere near Roswell New Mexico somewhere near Roswell New Mexico July the 8th 1947 and let's look at the night sky because on July the 8th 1947 that was almost 75 years ago. Something crashed near Roswell, New Mexico. 75 years ago, something crashed near Roswell, New Mexico. July the 8th, 1947. You've heard all the stories. You've heard all the conspiracies. You've seen all of the television documentaries. You've seen the movies mention it. You've, you've probably talked about it at some point. Maybe you even have a theory, but I cannot speak for you. I've always been fascinated by it. I don't know why. I've always, every every year, it gets close to July the 8th. and I'm like, man, this is, it's the, it's another year anniversary of the Roswell crash. What crashed at Roswell? I know the official story by the government, but was that accurate? Was it real? Was it a UFO? All the different ideas and different theories. For me, it's always just been like this interesting thing. Not that I've taken it like, oh, some grand conspiracy, but I've always found it fascinating And mainly whenever I watch a documentary about it or a movie, some kind of historical reenactment, I've always wanted to to transport myself to Roswell on that particular, at the very particular moment. So I could look up at the sky and I could, what is that? What is, oh, it crashed. And then I mean, like be the first one there, be the first one there, but take modern technology, so I could take pictures and videotape it, Oh, I take a podcast microphone and go, I'm broadcasting to you live somewhere near Roswell, New Mexico, and I'm watching something in the night sky, and it, it looks like it's going to crash, and well, ladies and gentlemen, it, it just crashed, and you're not going to believe what it is. And then I cut my microphone out just to tease everyone. Okay, I don't know. Okay, I don't know how I would do it, but I, I've always wanted to just be there at that time, just because it's so, it's captured everyone's imagination. But why? Why has it captured everyone's imagination? Why do you think the Roswell crash has had such a profound impact on popular culture, from movies to everything? So much discussion. What is it about the Roswell crash, July the 8th, 1947? 75 years ago, somewhere near Roswell, something crashed. Why do you think it's, it sparks so many books, so many, I I mean, I don't even know how many books, well, what do you think it is? What? Now I, I'm going to look at it tonight from a theological perspective. All right. Because, well, this is called the Theology Central Podcast, but before we do, let's relive it. You want to relive it? You want to relive July the 8th, 1947? Do you? We can, we actually can. I have audio from July the 8th, 1947, not of the crash. Okay, come on, come on, come on. Uh, But of the very first news broadcast, there was a number of news bulletins that was aired, ABC Radio, 1947, July the 8th. And I want you to hear what was initially being reported. This is so significant. And it just, to me, fascinates me. Again, uh, anything from radio, from the 1940s, 1930s 1940s absolutely fascinates me. I um on Sirius XM, they have Radio Classics where they air all the radio dramas from the 1930s, 1940s, 1950s. I love that channel. Love love I love the classic radio dramas. I just love it cuz your mind has to make the pictures, right? And I just love the sound effects. I love the storytelling. Uh, and I love hearing the the old commercials. I just, I, radio has always been the thing. I've always been ca- captivated by radio. Like w- w- uh, when I was little, I know this is gonna sound crazy. While other kids were off doing other things, I would just sit in front of the radio. I pretended to be on the radio. I would I would take radio into a closet and just like get away from everyone. And I could just listen to radio. It was just something There was something in my imagination. There's someone in a studio sitting in front of a microphone, right? Sitting in front front of a microphone, playing music. I love that idea. Talking about whatever. Giving breaking news. Like, hey, you know, like they're playing music, but then they may talk about something that's going on. It was just, there's this like human connection. I I love radio for the human connection and for the spontaneity of it. I, I don't like like I know podcasts are the new everything, but they're always very polished and edited. I like that just real organic, real time. That's why I like doing my podcast live. One, just for my own mental health, but I I, I, I love it. So I think it's fascinating to hear what was, what was happening. I, I try to imagine like, where would I have been on July the 8th, 1947? I obviously wouldn't have been at the crash site. So I wonder where, like I've, what I've been sitting in my bedroom, listening to the radio and all of a sudden the first news bulletin comes in and i'm like wait what's going on what have i even paid attention what i've just shrugged my shoulders i'm like whatever i don't know what i would have done but imagine imagine and i don't have the timestamp of what time of day or night or morning this the the original broadcast first aired i can probably track it down but just imagine you're you live in roswell you have your radio on And you start hearing these news reports from ABC Radio, July the 8th, 1947. Here we go.
1: Headline edition, July 8th, 1947. The Army Air Forces has announced that a flying disc has been found and is now in the possession of the Army. Army officers say the missile found sometime last week has been inspected at Roswell, New Mexico, and sent to Wright Field, Ohio, for further inspection. Late this afternoon, a bulletin from New Mexico suggested that the widely publicized mystery of the flying saucers may soon be solved. Army Air Force officers reported that one of the strange disks had been found and inspected sometime last week. Our correspondents in Los Angeles and Chicago have been in contact with Army officials endeavoring to obtain all possible late information. Joe Wilson reports to us now from Chicago. The army may be getting to the bottom of all this talk about the so-called flying saucer. As a matter of fact, the 509th Atomic Bomb Group headquarters at Roswell, New Mexico, reports that it has received one of the discs, which landed on a ranch outside Roswell. The disc landed at a ranch at Corona, New Mexico, and the rancher turned it over to the Air Force. Rancher W. W. Brazel was the man who discovered the saucer. Colonel William Blanchard of the Roswell Air Base refuses to give details of what the flying disc looks like. In Fort Worth, Texas, where the object was first sent, Brigadier General Roger Ramey says that it is being shipped by air to the AAF Research Center at Wright Field, Ohio. A few moments ago, I talked to officials at Wright Field, and they declared that they expect the so-called flying software to be delivered there, but that it hasn't arrived as yet. In the meantime, General Ramey describes the object as being of flimsy construction, almost like a box type. He says that it was so battered that he was unable to determine whether it had a disc form, and he does not indicate its size. Ramey says that so far as can be determined, no one saw the object in the air, and he describes it as being made of some sort of tinfoil. Other Army officials say that further information indicates that the object had a diameter of about 20 to 25 feet, and that nothing in the apparent construction indicated any capacity for speed, and that there was no evidence of a power plant. The disc also appeared too flimsy to carry a man. Now back to Taylor Grant in New York. There was important activity within the UN Security Council.
0: And there you have it. Now there's a lot of when you listen to the radio reports from 1947, you're like, wait a minute. So did it crash on in, in July the 8th, of 1947? Or did it crash a week prior? Was it a disc? Was it a missile? Was there more than one? Was it a flimsy material that it couldn't carry a man, like tin foil? Like, like, and they couldn't figure out what it was. So they had to ship it to different places. Like, and so there's lots of different questions that arise, which of course happens so many times that is the initial reports turn out not to be as accurate, which always leads to conspiratorial thinking. But whatever you, I want to set all of that aside. What I want to do this evening. And I just, I grabbed a notebook and i i've I've always tried to explore this so many different ways. I've talked about Roswell countless different podcast episodes over the years, but I thought tonight I would just once again try to answer the question why why has everyone been so fascinated about it? I mean, look, it's one thing through like okay, here's a group of people who think it's interesting okay here's a a, a group of obsessed people, but it it really transcended, and that's going to be an important word transcended. Like so many, every, every kind of demographic, people from all different walks of life, all different backgrounds, all different levels of education, all different races, all different religious backgrounds have all been somewhat fascinated and have strong opinions about what happened on July the 8th, 1947, somewhere near Roswell. What, what crash? Was it nothing more than a weather balloon? Was it, that? was that all it was? But for some weird reason, The way the government handled it, the way the initial reports went out, it just built and built and built and built into, boom. And and, and Roswell now, there's the UFO Museum. It's like a tourist attraction. I mean, what, what happened is just crazy. So here's what I am going to put forth. I'm going to put forth the idea that the reason the story became bigger than it is, or at least in part, now there, obviously the reason certain stories take on kind of a, a a bigger life than anyone can ever imagine, there's a lot of reasons to go to it. But I, I'm going to look at something inside us as human beings that may have contributed to it, and I think it's theological in nature. All right, you may not agree with my theory. This is this is simply. A thesis. This is simply a hypothesis. By no means am I trying to be dogmatic. I'm just throwing out. Look, everyone has theories and opinions on it. I'm going to put forth mine, but more from a theological perspective. All right? Here we go. I I think Roswell and everything that has come from it, I think it proves that people long for, hunger for, desire, need, transcendence. People long for transcendence. They long for something more. Now, transcendence is defined as existence or experience beyond the normal or physical level. I think materialism, a materialistic worldview, never truly satisfies. I think there's something inside human beings that that long for transcendence. There's got to be something more than just here and, and... What I can touch and there's got to be something more. There's got to be, there's got to be something more because just the materialistic world, materialistic understanding and explanation, just the pursuit of material things, just the pursuit of flesh, fleshly pleasure, I think always leaves people with some sense of it's not enough. It's, it, it, there's no contentment. There's no true peace or satisfaction in it. There's some desire just like built into us. That we long for existence or experience beyond the norm or physical level. Now, I think it goes back to the idea that we are created in the image of God. And God is transcendent. He is transcendent to this. Now, he, 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 he is the creator. He is not the creation. He is the creator. He's transcendent. And there's that transcendence, that idea. We're we're born in a sense, and the we're created with the image of God. Now, yes, we are depraved, so that image is marred horribly, and you know we're dead in our trespasses and sins. But there's because we're in the image of God, there's that there's something in us that says there's got to be more. There's got to be more. There's got to be more to this life than just materialism and 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 chemicals and gases and biology. And there's got to be some, there's got to be something more to life than, than just chemical explosions. And this chemical and this gas came together. And that's how everything, like just a materialistic explanation of life, material, living life from a materialistic philosophy leaves people just, I just, there's, it's just going to leave people with like, there's got to be, there's something missing. It's like, it's like, okay, I see the, I see the puzzle, but there's like a thousand pieces missing here, and it's not satisfying. And I think it leads to depression, it leads to discouragement, it leads to people pursuing transcendence in everything: ghost hunting, UFOs, aliens, that they were spirituality of any kind. It could be astrology, it can be in any, they're looking for some kind of transcendence. People long for transcendence. And I think UFOs and aliens from somewhere else, another dimension, su- another universe. Now it may not be the true transcendence that they truly are looking for, but it, it's it's a substitute transcendence, right? Aliens, another galaxy, another universe. See, there's got to be more than just this. There's got to be more than just us. It, it's a it's a substitute. It's a counterfeit transcendence because it won't truly get you to the transcendence you are, well, you're created in the image of, which is God. The only way to truly fulfill that love need for transcendence is in God. I think the reason that Roswell's story has done what it has is because people long for transcendence. Number two, I think because people long for reason and purpose. People long for reason and purpose. They, they may act like I don't need a reason, I don't need a purpose, but deep down there's got to be a reason why you live. There's got to be a reason for living. There's got to be there's got to be a reason for all of this, right? I'm just born, I go through life, maybe it's good, maybe it's bad. There's good things, bad things. There's there's shame, guilt, happiness, sadness, hurt, heartache, pain, sickness, death. It's just like that's it. There there seems to be no purpose in it. There seems to be no reason in it. So people look for it. So maybe, now again, I think this is a counterfeit purpose and a counterfeit reason, maybe. Maybe aliens show us that there's a greater purpose or there's a greater reason. Or maybe aliens explain our purpose and reason. Maybe maybe this earth, this planet was seeded by extraterrestrial life and that's how we got here. It's still an attempt to try to find reason and purpose instead of looking to the creator, They look to something within the creation to give that sense of reason and purpose because we're created in the image of God. So we, we, we it just, I think inside of us knows there has to be a reason and purpose outside of us. I think we know that we cannot find true reason and purpose in this life. Oh, we may try to come up with it, but I think deep down we, we keep looking. So people will look to aliens. They'll look to anything. I think it's a counterfeit reason and purpose. Number three, people long for answers, People just long for answers. They answers to where we came from, where are we going? Are we alone in the universe? And they look for answers look. They typically look for answers anywhere and everywhere other than what I have right here. You, you think about this. You just think about this. I've always been fascinated by this. If all of a sudden we got a news bulletin, right? Now, of course, it wouldn't be a news bulletin on radio. Let's say we got a breaking news podcast episode. Like I I, I subscribe to CNN Breaking News. And anytime there's breaking news, I get a new notification on one of my podcast apps. But whatever podcast app, you you get a breaking news, boom. And you like, or you get that news alert on your phone. However, you get your news notifications. And it says, just discovered a ancient document or not, well, well we'll say, we'll, say, we'll use a different word just discovered an extraterrestrial document that seems to explain the urge the uh, origin of life on earth and the origin of earth itself and we 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 can clearly tell we can prove that this is extraterrestrial it comes from some other universe it comes from some other type of intelligent life we don't know, but we have the document and it's However, however many pages, and you can read it now online. It would be interesting how many even Christians would run to that document, want to re- listen to every explain, every discussion about it. They would be like, "Ooh, that that sounds so cool!" But yet, many of those same Christians, been Christians for a long time, here's the well, an, an extraterrestrial document, no, a supernatural document, not from extraterrestrials, but from the eternal sovereign God has given us his word. It is inspired. And how many Christians really don't have a hunger and desire for that? They don't read it. They don't study it. You know, there's Christians probably in your church. If they're honest, they've never read the entire Bible. And if they did, maybe they've done it only once in their entire Christian life, and they may have been a Christian for 30 years. They don't re- study the Bible in any systematic way. They may go to church. They may be faithful at church. They don't study the Bible on their own. They all do almost nothing Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, Friday, Saturday. So why is it that an extraterrestrial document people would be flocked to, but the Word of God we kind of shrug our, our, our questions to? Because we long for answers. Sometimes we—I we, think, listen— Because of our sinful nature, we long for substitute answers. I think more than sometimes we long for true answers. So I think the reason that the Roswell story has been what it has become is people long for transcendence, people long for reason and purpose, people long for answers, and I think this is the big one. People long for a God substitute. our depravity remember the human heart is desperately wicked and deceitful above all things we are drawn to a god substitute if you think about it that that we even even as christians i think this is a i think this is the thing we constantly look for something to substitute what God can supposedly be the thing that gives us joy, happiness, and contentment, but we typically reject God and look for something else to give us happiness or contentment, relationships, pleasure, uh, whatever the case may be, which we typically, I think, constantly, if you think of it this way, sin is the never-ending temptation to substitute something for God. Or sin is the never-ending struggle with things. Trying sin is the is replacing God with something else. That that sin is the temp, the t- temptation, or we can say it this way: temptation is the is the is the attempt to replace God with something else. Joy, we look to other things. Pleasure, instead of finding pleasure in God, instead of finding joy in God, instead of finding hope in God, instead of finding contentment in God. Temptation says, no, this will give you hope. This will give you joy. This will give you, it offers you substitutes. And the human heart, our sinful flesh, always is drawn to the substitute over the real thing. There's God, but for some reason, the substitute we are drawn to, well, aliens, UFOs, ghosts, any kind of substitute spirituality, people are drawn to that over God. Temptation is the attempt to is is the offering of a substitute in place of god or offering something as a substitute to god that's a that's a good way of of trying to 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 phrase it so temptation is the offer the offer of a substitute for god sin is the is the engaging turning to that substitute. Temptation is, here's the substitute for God, and then sin is where we grab onto that substitute. It's like like here's God. Oh wait, here's here's the god substitute. We would never say it's a god substitute, but it is because we always we look for the most immediate thing to give us hope, meaning purpose. Now we say we may say it's God, but we we can get distracted from God almost instantaneously. And I think in some ways, Roswell, UFOs, aliens, is, 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 it's a God substitute. Ghost, it's a God substitute, whatever it is. I think the Roswell situation just demonstrates, I think it just demonstrates that people long for transcendence. And remember, transcendence is defined as existence or experience beyond the normal or physical level Number two, that uh, that people long for reason and purpose. Number three, people long for answers. And, and number that's one, two, three, four. People long for a god substitute. People long for a god substitute. Now, look. I hope that I would never look to Roswell and any of that as a god substitute. I hope I never would. But I know there's plenty of other things that I've turned to, to substitute instead of turning to God for pleasure and happiness and satisfaction and comfort or whatever. The, I've learned looked for other things and well have hurt the name of Christ and myself and other people. So I, I've I've been there. I, I've I've made my mistakes. I've 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 committed my sin, and you you, you probably have. not well, I mean, we sin all the time. You understand what I'm talking about. I hope I can always keep. My fascination with Roswell or any a lot of it I, I a lot of things like it's just weird how things have changed. Back in the '90s, things like Coast to Coast AM, which is still uh, you know the number one overnight radio program, who dealt with Roswell, UFOs, conspiracy theories, it was always viewed more like an entertainment. Like I never took it serious. It was just fun to listen to when I was security forces, you know, in a what's called a whiskey post. Uh, watching a fence at three o'clock in the morning, listening to Coast to Coast AM was entertainment. It's not like I was like, "Ooh, this is all real. But uh, things have changed in 2022. People will buy into any conspiracy theory now because while they're looking for answers other than turning to God. But I I do know that there's a theological to me. There's there's something theological about people's for all conspiracy theories, for all, th- for anything, there, there's we're just drawn to it. Because, again, people, and if I can find the page where I just wrote all of this down, people long for transcendence, people long for reason and purpose, people long for answers. But they want that transcendence, they want that reason and purpose, they want those answers to be something other than the true God. They want a God substitute. What is your God substitute? What do you turn to? for your god substitute what are you looking for to make you happy to satisfy you to give you joy what, what what's your substitute is it your kids is it your marriage is it your job is it your your desire to to be exalted through your 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 accomplishments and your fame what 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 was what is your god substitute Sometimes our God substitute is us. We substitute God with ourselves, and therefore we end up worshiping ourselves. But I'll I'll just stop right there. There, There's more I I could just throw out, but I'll just leave it there. Just give you a little bit. Just give you a little bit and less than 30 minutes for something for you to think about. Because July the 8th, 2022 is fast approaching. And already on Coast to Coast AM, every time it gets this time of year, I, I subscribe to Coast to Coast AM again. I pay that, what, six dollars and I start listening to uh, episodes. I'll just give you an example. This was just the other night. This was just the other night. Let's see if I can uh, find it. Just the other night. Um let's see. Okay, hang on. From the gateway to the west, this is Coast to Coast AM with George Nori.
1: On July 8th, 1947, 75 years ago, something crashed near Roswell, New Mexico. What was it? And uh, you've heard all the stories that we've talked about over the years. In a moment, two special guests for us. This first hour, Don Schmidt joins us. I'll tell you about him in just a moment. In the second hour, Tom Carey joins us. In the last hour, special three-hour report tonight, both Don and Tom join us for your calls on Coast to Coast AM.
0: There you go. And, and the picture, I'm using the Coast to Coast app where I subscribe to listen to Coast to Coast. But I, don't, I, don't, I usually do it just this time of year because they're going to do all kinds of countless programs on Roswell. And right there um, on the app, there's a photograph of the UFO crash site sign and the UFO Museum, 114 North Main, Roswell. And there it is in the middle of just out in the middle of nowhere. Um, investigating Roswell was the name of the episode that aired on Wednesday, June the 1st. 2022 they're 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 gearing up for all of the discussion about roswell and uh and i'm assuming discovery channel may do something history channel who knows but uh, that's that's just what happens and it's just it fascinates me i love i look i'm gonna be watching and paying attention to all of it because to me it's fun I, i i'd love to take a trip to roswell um on july be there on july the 8th uh 2022 I'd like to be there, um, but we'll see. But there you go, a little philological. But the, the key is in all of it. Is this is not a this is not a podcast about Roswell. This is a podcast about how we look for God's substitutes. What is your God substitute? Come on, be honest. Come on. Are you saying, no, God is everything. I love the Lord, that God with all my heart, with all my mind, with all my body, all my soul. No, nobody does. That, ver- that, that command is to show us our condition. It's not, a, it's not a command that we will ever meet. It shows the real condition. That's why we need salvation by an imputed righteousness. But what is your God substitute? I mean, think of Eve. She had everything, everything communion with her creator. She had access to all the trees of the garden, but that one. In a sense, she tried to replace God with the fruit of the tree. Right? That became more important to her than God. That's what this is really about. Email me your thoughts, newsif at yahoo.com, newsif at yahoo.com, that's newsif at yahoo.com. And yes, I have right here, that's the uh, Imitation of Christ by Thomas DeCampis. I know we're way behind on that series because we're in a chapter that makes absolutely no sense, but we'll try to get to that. There's so much we need to do, but I just thought this would, since, yeah, I just... This is what I wanted to share, so hopefully you'll benefit from it. All right, thanks for listening. God bless.